Hey Siri, I'm feeling romantic. Tell me a Valentine's Day joke. Okay, what's the difference between you and a calendar? What? A calendar has a date for Valentine's Day. Damn Siri, that's literally the story of my life. Imagine I'm be single on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Let's not even talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't know. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let's talk about something else. Kim is my favorite Kardashian. I just love her. Yani she's so dramatic. Ah. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to another episode of the Complicated Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Judy Akinyu, but you can call me JJ. I can't believe Valentine's is around the corner. I was just saying Happy New Year the other day. Am I the only one who feels like days have gone so fast? Like we're literally, it's like seven days to Valentine's, well, depending on when you're listening to this episode, by the time it drops, it will be like seven days to Valentine's. And I'm super excited about it. I love this season. I love love. If you know me, you know that I'm a hopeless romantic. And I just I just love anything to do with love and celebrating our loved ones. And as usual, Valentine's Day is not just for couples. It's for families, for besties. It's for siblings. Yeah, siblings, family same thing it's literally for celebrating anyone you love so it doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic relationship and i was just thinking by the way if you're in a relationship with someone like you've been you've been seeing someone for months and they don't ask you to be their valentine will you take offense i've been seeing posts on social media at if your man still hasn't asked you to be his valentine does he really love you and I'm like, if you're already in a relationship, does this person have to ask you to be their valentine? Isn't it just automatic that you're their valentine? Why would they Why would they want to celebrate that special day with someone else? It just doesn't make sense to me. So you'll let me know if you're in a relationship. Do you, must your partner ask you to be their valentine? Or is it just something that is there that you know, yeah, this is my Valentine. I don't have to ask them. And if they don't ask you, do you take offense? Because I think if someone is asking you to be their Valentine, this is someone who probably you don't have a serious relationship with yet. Maybe you're on the talking stage or you've just been going out on a couple of dates. And now they're like, okay, since we've been going out on a couple of dates, will you be my Valentine? Speaking of Valentine's, of course, this is a Valentine's Day special edition. And baby, we are going to be talking about love and relationships. But before that, there are people I want to address. These weird people on the internet who are like, why are we only celebrating our loved ones on Valentine's Day? It's so overrated. I don't believe we should just have a specific day for celebrating our romantic partners or people that we love. Shut the fuck up. What do you mean? 
even as a single girl, I actually love Valentine's Day. I love the theme. I love pink. I love red. I love chocolate covered strawberries. However, when I'm in a relationship, I don't want to celebrate Valentine's Day. I actually don't really care because I want someone to do something for me and me to them as well on a random day of the year. I love random surprises because if you do it on Valentine's Day, there's always the underlying tone that you did it because you felt you had to. The obligation was there. But if you just choose a random day of the year, I don't know, March 4th, if I come home from work and someone surprises me with a homemade dinner of my favorite meal on March 4th, that is going to count for so much more than if they did it on Valentine's Day because I will know that they just thought of me and they wanted to do something special to turn a regular day into something that would mean something to me. Girl, why are you lying? Why are you lying? I know everyone is entitled to their opinion and yours is quite controversial and that's why I played it here because I'm just like, there's no way you're going to tell me you expect your partner to celebrate you every day or when your partner does it when it's not Valentine's Day is when you feel it's genuine. Then that relationship just has a problem because it's not that we are just celebrating our loved ones on Valentine's Day. We do it every day, but this is just a special day and I see nothing wrong with it. So... Y'all let me know, is Valentine's Day overrated? Do you feel like people should do things they do every day? It's like having Mother's Day and Father's Day and we're like, we should celebrate our mothers and fathers every day. Well, do you really celebrate your mother and father every day? That's why there's a special day to just have this moment to enjoy it, to do those extra lovey-dovey stuff as in it's just a special day and just let's just enjoy it for what it is please let me know what you think do you agree with me do you agree with the audio i just played i'd love to know i'd love to hear your pov i'm just sitting here thinking how it's been so long since i was actually in a legit romantic relationship. It's been so long. And this is literally the last Valentine I'm going to be solo. Universe, I hope you're listening. God, I know you're listening. Eh, <laughs> I'm done being single. I have learned lessons I need to learn. I have enjoyed this season of being alone and loving myself. and And just doing so many things by myself. I think I'm ready to be in a relationship. Yeah. So anyway, Aki, I just love love. And if you're going to be with your boo on Valentine's, please enjoy that day to the fullest. And yeah, do special things for people that you love, whether it's your bestie, whether it's your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad. I don't know. But somehow Valentine's is just extra special for people in romantic relationships. And that's why I actually wanted to talk about things we should normalize in our relationships. And these these are just things that I've come up with, things that I feel some people don't include in their relationships or don't resonate with. Yeah, and let me share this. It's like a list of what? 10 to 11 things so sit back and listen and let me know what you think you know i stand to be corrected i love being fact checked i always say that here so let's hop onto my list things we should normalize in our relationships number one having different perspectives and opinions i feel like relationships will be so boring 
if we agreed with everything our partner says and does, like it's very healthy to have different views and opinions about different things. Say if you read something on social media or you have a certain opinion about someone or something about life, like literally it, it even stirs up an interesting conversation because you can't just always be agreeing with everything that your partner says, maybe to make them happy or to let them know that, oh yeah, I'm on your side. Ah, that's so boring. Like say, okay, I'm an NBA fan. I love basketball and I'm a supporter of Warriors. So if I'm trying to have a conversation with my partner about sports and I, I like talk to him about basketball and maybe I'm like, oh my God, babe, do you know like Curry has stolen the ball over 1000 times in his career or like maybe he has 200 blocks you know, or he's, he has the most dope dribble moves. If you watch NBA, then maybe you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, why am I flaunting as if I'm a... Anyway, yeah, I love NBA. So if I'm having this conversation with my man, and then he goes like, ah, forget about NBA. The Premier League is on, and let me tell you why. Maybe Arsenal is stopping the charts. Do you know about a player called Bukayo? Do you know that he's the best player? Okay, I don't know if he's the best player for Arsenal. Please don't come for me. But like, yeah, I may talk about NBA and be like, Curry is this and this. And then he'd be like, ah, forget about NBA and Curry. Let me tell you about Arsenal and Bukayo. Or let me tell you about Manu or Chelsea, you know? Just because they come up with something different from what I was saying doesn't mean I should get angry that they don't vibe with nba like i do you know you want me to know about more about football okay come on tell me about it i want to know or tell me why you don't find nba so interesting i want me be mad at you ah you don't even like nba you don't even know curry you don't even know this and that no like yeah let's have this tell me why you love football more <laughs> Anyway, that was just a random, random example, which I hope makes sense. But yeah, it's very healthy to have different perspectives and opinions. So if your partner has a different opinion from you and you get angry at them, then you're really not an open-minded person. And you're also very selfish because why would you be mad at someone because they don't agree with you or with what you're saying? Listen to your partner, understand where they're coming from, or just try to get why they really think different from you or from your beliefs or anything of that sort yeah number two let's normalize asking for time reassurance and attention i feel like this is more normalized when it comes to ladies i hardly ever see or hear men in relationships asking for like attention i'm not saying they don't but it hardly ever happens but it's so, it's so important to attend to each other's needs. You know, sometimes I just need you as my man to compliment me. You know, reassurance, words of comfort. Let me know that I'm beautiful. When you were hitting on me, you were telling me all this lovey-dovey stuff and serenading me with so many lovely things. So why did you stop? Continue doing that. I mean, if, you, if you've always been complimenting me, then... Why would you stop after we've been in a relationship for a long time, you know? 
And if you feel like your partner has stopped, it's important to tell them that, you know what, I need you to reassure me more. Or maybe your partner has been so busy with work and their schedule has changed and date nights are no longer as consistent as they used to be. You can be like, you know what, I feel like I need more of your time. And maybe we can see how both of us can, you know, work on our schedules and create time for each other despite being busy and all that. Or I need more of your attention. I feel like you're not giving me attention like you used to, Dada. It's normal to ask for these things. And when your partner communicates that they need them, then both of you should find ways of how you can deliver each other's needs. Inquire on how you can deliver what your partner wants. That's what I'm trying to say. Number three, feeling disappointed or frustrated with each other. It's so normal to have disagreements in relationships. It's not every day that you're going to be happy. Of course, this is something we all know. We've had people share their love stories on the internet. We've had relationship coaches tell us that it's not going to be all smiles and being happy every time. There are days you'll be frustrated or disappointed in your partner. And we should normalize that. It doesn't mean that the love has ended or the love has faded. Accept that there is no such thing as a perfect partner. We are all human. We all have flaws. And it's normal to have conflicting relationships, That I, like I said. So just find healthy ways to solve the problem that comes up you know yeah bad days will always be there but the most important thing is the method in which you choose to solve the conflict or to communicate with your partner on why you are frustrated or disappointed in them and again when your partner communicates that they're disappointed in something you did or said listen to them don't be so mad at we're in a relationship you're supposed to be my biggest support system but now you're saying you're frustrated or disappointed in me no don't dismiss them like it's normal i'm not gonna be a hundred with you every day what the hell i'm never even a hundred with myself every day there are days i just i'm feeling so low and the days i'm happy and i'm good you know so yeah if i can't always be a hundred but to myself not even by myself how will i be that to you you know yeah, so sometimes we also give to our partners what we can give to ourselves. Number four, normalize differences in libido and intimacy preferences. I feel like this is something I've talked about on this podcast a couple of times. Like it's so important to take your time to understand each other's turn-ons and your area of ar arousal. Uh, maybe your partner has different kinks and fetishes from you. Have a conversation about sex and how to make it more pleasurable. Yeah, and as usual, don't kink shame your partner. Plus, your partner doesn't always have to be on the same level with you. Because sometimes you might be so horny and you just want to be, you want to make love to your partner or you just want to be intimate with them and they're not on the same page maybe they've just had a very terrible day or they're just not in the mood sometimes you're just not in the mood i mean so yeah there are differences in libido and intimacy preferences so i feel like yeah this is just between 
couple. So both of you know what works for you, what you want. So talk about it and make that bedroom life exciting. <laughs> Number five, have a life outside your relationship. We should stop putting the responsibility of our happiness on our partners. It's not our partner's jobs to always make us happy. Before you met this person, you had a whole life. You had friends, you had family maybe, you had things you were doing that made you happy. So it's not necessarily your partner's job to always ensure that you're happy, you know. So do things that make you happy. Continue, yeah, continue doing things that have always ignited that beautiful spark in you. Don't wait for your partner to make you happy because, hey, Talia, yeah, don't. Number six, let's normalize validating our partner's experiences even if we don't get it. Like just validate the experience. For example, if I come home from work and my man is at home, maybe he's been at home, maybe he also went to work and then he got home earlier than me and I get him there and I'm like, oh my God, I've had a really long day. I'm so exhausted. I don't even think I can cook tonight. I just want to take a shower and go to bed. As a man, even if you know that maybe the job you do is like, like what she does is, can't compare to what you do. That's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't take away from the fact that they are tired, you know, just because you know the kind of job she does and it's not as heavy as yours. It doesn't mean that they have no right to be tired. You can't just dismiss them by being like, ah, I've also had a very terrible day. I've had a busy day. I'm also very tired. I just got home. No, don't dismiss them and don't try to bring your your what you like call them worries <laughs> your problems when they bring up what they're going through so just you know like validate them and let them know you know i'm sorry you've had a long day what do you need me to do anything to ease how you're feeling or if you've also had a long day let them express themselves validate them and then also let them know you know what i've also had a very long day and yeah, I think we should both just rest. Something of that sort. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Number seven, normalize collaborating on how to meet each other's wants and needs. As a woman, it's not your man's job to meet each and every of your wants and needs. And as a man, it's not your woman's job to meet each and every of your wants and needs. It's supposed to be both your jobs. Like both of you should put in the work. And both of you should put in the effort to meet each other's needs. It could be emotional, it could be physical, could be financial. <laughs> Upper financial, I know it's where most people draw the line. Because people are always like, hey, I can't go 50-50 if I'm in a relationship. What do you mean 50-50? This man should pay for everything. He should do everything. However, if you're in a position where you feel like, you can do more or you can split with your partner, then there's really no issue. Don't succumb into the pressure of social media. Don't ever allow a man to pay for this and that. Bro, if you want to do it for your partner, do it. Don't listen to what most of these people say on social media about not going 50-50 and stuff. Plus, I mean, relationships go both ways. 
emotionally, 50-50, physically, 50-50, financially, 50-50. Yeah, you give, you can't give more than you receive. So yeah, just genuinely meet each other's wants and needs. Yeah. <laughs> and also just prioritize each other by spending more quality time together. Yeah, because the most time you spend with your partner, the more you get to know them and understand them. And the more you, the more the relationship becomes beautiful and healthy. Yeah. Number eight, normalize having fears and doubts about the future of the relationship. What ifs will always be there. Let's normalize asking our partners, what if it doesn't work out? I'm not saying it won't work out. I'm just having this perception of what if this thought, you know, it's normal to have these thoughts. Or maybe you've been seeing a man for so long and it's been almost like two years and this person hasn't proposed. Communicate and let them know, you know, I'm worried about the future of this relationship because you haven't made any move. We've been together. We have been so serious in this relationship. We've invested so much, but I can't see you taking any step further to, you know, us getting married or making this more serious than it is. Just always have, communicate your, <laughs> communicate, what? Communicate your fears and doubts about the future of the relationship. This reminds me of that one time Trevor Mbija shared about his heartbreak story. And he was like, he was in a relationship with this woman for 10 years. And then they broke up and women on the internet were so mad. Because they're like, how can you be in a relationship with a woman for 10 solid years and not, you did not propose in any of those years, imagine. And maybe this shorty was just in the relationship and she was crossing her fingers and hoping, I just hope he's going to propose. I hope there's a future in this relationship. I'm saying maybe, just making assumptions. But if she would have communicated earlier, maybe something would have happened. Maybe he would have made a move. Plus, I'm not saying that that is what she wanted, but I'm just saying... You literally can be in a relationship with someone for a whole decade and they do not make a move. You're wasting your time, sis. So yeah, it's very important to communicate your fears. No matter how your partner takes it, at least you voiced it and now they know that, okay, this person has this fear. So what can I do to reassure them that everything is fine and that we are on the right track and that I understand where they're coming from, you know? Plus, it's not always about proposing. It could be financial. It could be about having kids. Maybe you're not sure if you want to have children with this person. Maybe you, maybe it looks like there's no financial freedom in this relationship. I don't know. Like there's so many fears and doubts that can come up, and I'm n I'm not just trying to make it about a woman being proposed to. No, there's so many other fears. So. Even as I say this, I bet there's something that comes to mind, right? Number nine, asking for clarity and further understanding. Don't assume things. Don't ever assume anything if you're in a relationship. Communicate and ensure that you understand whatever is happening. I don't know what the situation is. Also, don't bottle things up, especially this bottling things up. Sometimes we keep things inside. 
we don't voice how we feel and then we assume things and in future maybe when an argument comes up or when you're just having a conversation with your partner you explored and now you're bringing up things that happened in the past something you would literally have asked for clarity and understanding and you wouldn't be where you are right now or currently or whatever you get what i'm saying so yeah don't ever assume anything clarity is very important number 10 express frequent and consistent gratitude for your partner's efforts this right here is everything like expressing gratitude for your partner's efforts no matter how big or small it doesn't matter what they do for you as long as you let them know and show them that you're genuinely grateful it's so good it's motivating it is healthy and it just shows that you really appreciate everything yeah like forget about social media this even reminds me you should listen to the episode i did last week about how social media ruins relationships because you could literally just be scrolling on social media and then you see someone has sent their partner a bouquet of flowers with like a hundred thousand kenyan shillings and your partner just bought you maybe a very small gift and now you're like why is this person giving me a very basic gift why can't they go all out for me when in your head you know that this is what your partner can do, this is what they can afford, or this is how they show love to you. Because also, in relationships, we know our partner's love languages. If it's gifting, if it's quality time, if it's words of affirmation, I digress. All I'm trying to say is showing consistent gratitude, or rather expressing this to our partners, is so so good so let's normalize you know even if it's not a gift even the fact that they are present in your life just let them know you know what i'm so grateful for having you in my life i love you i value you all that lovey-dovey stuff people in relationships can relate if you're single like me <laughs> yeah but even as i say this i've been in relationships before so yeah i'm also speaking from things i've experienced before yeah 11 some days will be harder, harder than others some days will be harder than others i say this i won't even repeat again it's not always a happy lovey-dovey fairy tale relationship no hard days will be there and also i think different people have different ways of how they deal with situations in their life say if you have a partner who when they are feeling low or they're angry they resolve their issues by spending time alone or they yani they just need time to themselves there are people who never understand this i'm one of those people sometimes when i'm going through something i just need to be left alone for a while and i feel that when you communicate this sometimes people think you're selfish or like you're not letting them into your space but I feel like we should understand that different people have different ways of how they feel their feelings and process their emotions. So yeah, if your partner is having one of those hard days and they ask for some time out, or and I'm not saying time out at your now taking breaks for a week or a month, or you're not talking to your partner the whole day, no, that's very selfish and that's toxic. But like it's okay to have few hours to yourself just to process everything and to solve whatever it is you're going through. 
So I don't know, different people, different strokes for different people and different experiences for different people. Whatever it is in the relationship, just know that hard days will always be there and be empathetic to your partner and understand them in whatever way they choose to process their emotions. And finally, number 12, let's normalize shifting our focus to things we do like about our partners. And I really love this point because sometimes we focus more on things we don't like. We focus more on the red flags rather than the green flags. And I feel like if you're in a relationship, you should be more focused on the green flags. What do you like about your partner? Say to them, write each other love letters, whatever ways you used to express love to each other. I don't know, boo. Just shift your focus to things that you love about your partner and focus on those things. And if the things you don't like, of course, you have to communicate them. At the end of the day, communication is the most important thing. So yeah, let me know what you think about this list of mine. What would you add on to this list on things that we should normalize in romantic relationship relationships? As usual, you know, I do love to hear from you. This week on What the Fact, we have another wild story on the internet. And this time round, it's about a man who has been sentenced to 100 years for reportedly killing a co-worker who stole his lunch from the work fridge. Insane, right? Now, here's what happened. I'll try to keep this as short as possible because it's quite long. A 25-year-old man named Bazin Bahi. Okay, I don't even know if that's the correct pronunciation. The name is B-A-Z-N-B-E-R-H-E. If it's the wrong pronunciation, we'll just roll with it. Hiya. A 25-year-old man named Barzin Bahi has been sentenced to 100 years in prison with 30 years suspended, meaning he will have to serve a minimum of 70 years behind bars. Prosecutors reveal that Bahi became increasingly furious upon discovering that Lever, a janitor at Target, had allegedly helped himself to Bahi's lunch from the office refrigerator a few days prior. In a shocking turn of events, Bahi made a decision to end Lever's life. He acquired a hammer and not one but two knives. So one morning, Bahi made his way to the parking lot eagerly waiting for Lever. When Lever arrived, he was attacked and fatally injured. Whoever said a hungry man is an angry man was absolutely right because this nigga right here, he doesn't play about his food. And when he found his food missing and knew that his co-worker had taken it, he was like, I'm not sparing this person. And okay, first of all, Whoever took this food, this guy, what's his name? Lever. He was so wrong for taking his colleague's food without his consent because you never know why he put it there. Of course, he put it there because he wanted to eat it, but it doesn't mean that just because you know him or he's a colleague, he'll be okay with you. take. Actually, he didn't take the food. He stole the food. Why am I trying to defend this person? <laughs> he stole the food from the work fridge and this guy was so furious when he found out however as much as he was angry he just didn't have to kill him i don't know what's wrong with people out here you all remember the story 
I read about a man who killed his neighbor because he was snoring loudly. What happened to solving conflict in a healthy way? This is just so freaking insane. Rule number one in life, don't mess with people's food. Always ask for consent before touching anyone's property because we can clearly see that if you don't respect other people's boundaries, they literally take away your life. So this man just killed his colleague for taking the food from the fridge and his anger is valid but his actions are definitely outrageous you just can't kill someone for this as i always say there are healthier ways of solving conflict and i just found this so i'm gonna say i say it again so freaking insane i don't even have words to express how wild this is and maybe also this guy who was angry was going through something emotionally or financially or maybe he just wasn't okay because there's no way you're just going to kill someone. You literally go buy a knife and a hammer and you plot to kill someone just because they took food from the work fridge. Nah, there has to be something else that we don't know. However, if you read the entire story, you'll actually realize that this guy, this Bahin, what is his name? Bazin. <laughs> Bahin. <laughs> This guy, he's actually not a good person because it's like he has a criminal record or something. Yeah, so I read this story and it's just so unbelievable. You let me know what you think about it. What would you do if you found out that your colleague had has eaten the food you put in the work fridge or just crossed a boundary that you feel is unforgivable? What would you do? Before I conclude this episode, I'd love to wish y'all a happy Valentine's in advance and please cherish this period of celebrating our loved ones, whether you are in a relationship or not, just celebrate someone that you love. Personally, I really, really want to appreciate my mom and my sister. Okay, <laughs> my brothers might listen to this so let me just say my family but I'm so close to my mom and my sister and they've been so good to me they have been so supportive to me and I really just want to do something for them even if it's just buying something well I don't know I know my sister will listen to this and she'll be like yeah you owe me something <laughs> but yeah that's my plan is just to celebrate my family because my family is my biggest support system and I love them all so 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 much yeah so i don't know what y'all are gonna be up to please to post your social media i want to see those gifts i want to see y'all go on dates i love 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 such content i think i'll just be camping on tiktok to see all those cute videos tiktok always has everything that you want to see anyway all in all thank you for listening to this episode if you've reached this far you're the realest and i appreciate you big time Please do share this episode with someone. If you post it on social media, tag me at The Complicated Woman on Instagram, on TikTok, and I'm also on YouTube. Also, yeah, if you're listening on YouTube, please subscribe and share this episode with someone. Sharing goes a long way. You guys have no idea what magic it does to this community. And if you're listening on audio platforms, remember to leave me that five-star review. Have a fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you're listening to this. And you'll hear me on the next one. Ciao, baby.